Good morning. Welcome to Brachos Chaf Alf, page 21. We're going to begin on the end of Brachos 20b, the very bottom. There's a Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us the halacha of a Balkari. A Balkari is someone who has an emission of sperm in any kind of way. The halacha is that that person is not allowed to say the Shema or Davin or learn or any kind of ritual things like that. So let's say you are a Balkari and you haven't gone to the mikvah yet, so you're not allowed to do these things. And all of a sudden, it's the time for Shema. So the Mishnah says, Balkari mahar belibo ve'enu mavarach. You make the, you say the Shema in your mind, you just think it, but you actually don't make the blessings, not before or not afterwards. What if you have to do Birkat Amazon as a, as a Balkari? You make the blessing afterwards, meaning Birkat Amazon, but not the blessings before. And Rabbi Yehuda says you can make the Brachos both before and afterwards. So now the Gemara has a debate between Ravina and Rav Chista. In the Mishnah, when the Mishnah said that if you're a Balkari, so you can't say the Shema, rather what should you do, you should think the Shema. There are two explanations as to what you're doing. Ravina says, yeah, you can't say it because you're a Balkari. But if you think it, hear her, Kedivur dummy, and it's as if you said it and you've actually fulfilled your mitzvah of Shema. Whereas Rav Chista says, no, hear her is lav Kedivur dummy. So that means that you are not actually fulfilling your mitzvah of Shema because thinking something is not saying it. Oh, so why are you doing it? You're only doing it because it's inappropriate that everybody else is saying the Shema and you're not doing it. But when it comes to the Shemona Esrei, which is only rabbinic, we're not so worried about you, everyone else is davening Shemona Esrei and you're not doing it. But when it comes to the Shema, and the Gemara says also when it comes to uh, Birkat Amazon, then you should be Mahar, then you should think those words because those things are biblical, whereas rabbinic things, you can just be silent and not have to worry about it. The Gemara goes on. To talk now about the actual requirement of Birkat Amazon, the blessed of the grace after meals. How do we know that it's biblical? Because it says, What about when it comes to the blessings that we make on Torah? There, it's actually the blessing that we make before that's biblical because the Pasuk says that Moshe, before he said, Shirat Hazinu, he said, He made a bracha before Hazinu. So the difference is that when it comes to blessing on the Torah, the blessing before is biblical, and afterwards there's no requirement. And when it comes to eating, the blessing before is only rabbinic. Blessings that Hamotzi is only rabbinic, and it's the blessing afterwards which actually becomes biblical. The Gemara goes on, the next part of the Gemara, where it talks about Rabbi Huda, who says that, let's say, I don't remember if I said Shema. I don't know, it's 9.30 in the morning, 10 o'clock. I don't remember if I davened that morning. Do I have to repeat the Shema? And the answer is, Rabbi Huda says, if you don't remember if you said Shema, you don't do it because he believes he's under the opinion, a shocking position, that Shema is only rabbinic. And therefore, the rule is, when you're not sure if you fulfilled a uh, rabbinic commandment, you don't have to do it again. And uh, I, what about the fact that it actually says, the Torah says that you have to say the Shema when you go to sleep and when you wake up. He says that's talking about learning Torah. It's not talking about Shema. And Rebbe Lazar disagrees, and he holds, as we assume, that Kriya Shema is biblical. Therefore, if, I, if it's 10 o'clock in the morning, I don't remember if I said Shema, the Allah is, of course, I should repeat the Shema, and that's how we pass it. But when it comes to Tefillah, you don't actually have to repeat the Tefillah. Then the Gemara goes on, and talks about scenarios. Let's say you're in the middle of davening Shemot Esrei, and you remember that you already davened before. You should just stop right away. However, when it comes to uh, Shabbos Shemot Esrei, if you're in the middle of Shabbos Shemot Esrei, and you shouldn't do the weekday 13 in-between blessings, but you accidentally started saying one, there you finish that bracha, and then you go back to the Shabbos. The Gemara goes on and says, well, let's say you enter into a shul, and you find that the people are, are davening, uh, and you've already davened before. So they say that if you could muster up a new kavana, a new thought, a new prayer, a new thing to think about, then you're allowed to do it. This is known as the concept of tefillah sindava. The Gemara goes on to talk about the scenarios where you walk into shul and you're late, and they're already davening Shemun And now the question is, if you start, you might miss Kedusha. You might miss Modim together with the Tzibor. So what should you do? Should you wait till the end, or should you just start your Shemun Esrei right away? 
right away. And there are two answers given to Gemara. One answer says, as long as you could finish your silent Shmonesri, by the time that the Chazan gets to Modim, you're okay. The second answer is, no, 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 you have to finish it by the time that they get up to Kedusha. If you're going to miss Kedusha, it's better to wait, do Kedusha with the Tzibor, and then only start your silent Shmonesri afterwards. What's the debate all about? The question is, the opinion that says that as long as you finish Modim, meaning, meaning even though you're going to miss Kedusha, that opinion says because you could do Kedusha as a Yachid. You don't need to be together with the community to do Kedusha, which sounds shocking. We assume that Kedusha is a Dover of Kedusha and therefore requires a minion. But actually, there's an opinion in the Gemara that says that Kedusha does not require a minion. The Gemara goes on to say, oh, once we talked about the requirement for minion, where do we learn minion from? We learn it from Israel. We learn it from Exera Shava. Uh, of, uh, of learned out of the Miragam. There were 10 evil spies, and just like there were 10, so also you need 10 in order to have a minion. The Gemara goes on, and finally, the last part of the page deals with the position of Rabbi Yehud and our Mishnah, who seem to say that you're even supposed to uh, say the words, the blessings of the Shema before and after, um, even if you're a Balkari. It seems that Rabbi Yehuda rejects the idea of Balkari of Takanis Ezra. The question is, how could he reject the idea of Takanas Ezra? There seem to be psukim in Devarim that say that you'll teach these words of the Torah just like you were at Sinai, and just like at Sinai, you couldn't be a Balkari, because the Torah said you had to separate from your wife for three days before, so too when you're learning Torah, even today in 2020, you cannot be a Balkari. And the Gemara eventually says that Rabbi Yehuda, it goes back and forth, Rabbi Yehuda is darshan smuchin, whether he darshans, whether when verses are, are right next to each other, and at the end it says that he does, at least if it's in Devarim, um, but the reason why he rejects that limud is because he has a different thing to learn. He learns from that very verse that you should teach the words of the Torah to your children. Like at Harsinai, that teaches us that if you teach the words of the Torah to your children right now or grandchildren in 2020, it's as if you are standing at Harsinai. That concludes Da'af Chaf Alf 21. We'll conclude with 22 tomorrow. Have a great day.